T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Crash and Fourier on WEEI. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. I just sing the imagination song. Imagination. Imagination. Oh, yeah. We're going to jump into imagination land here on hour two of Gresh and Foyer. Got people in the uh, Twitch chat and on the uh, text there, Foyer, 37937, doing the. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love, love Mac McClung. And I'm, I'm sure you'll be telling your kids 10 years from now yeah. all about him the way you do Spud Webb from 35 years ago. But another story for another time. So Albert Breer had a whole bunch of reasons uh, recently in Sports Illustrated as to. You know, the Patriots not necessarily loving the reaction of Mac Jones and Jeff Darlington had, well, there were other people reacting around the league to Mac Jones. And, well, it might lead the Patriots to think about moving on from Mac. So we're going to walk through the doors into uh, imagination land. Mm. It's kind of silly that we're here anyway, but what the hell? Let's wow, I work- love imagination. Let's imagine. Let's let's workshop this for ten minutes. <laughs> if they, if internally, Bill Belichick is sitting there saying we're getting rid of this sob, what's the breaking point? Like in the mind of Bill Belichick, if this were true, and if he were ready to deal Mac Jones for you. What's the breaking point here? What's the breaking point? So in the like, mind what does of Mac Bill, need, what does he need to see to say I've seen and I've had it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what would have happened this past year other than Mac Jones bitching about poor coaching, which everyone has signed on to, including the owner, including Bill Belichick, by the way, because they went out and hired Bill O'Brien, who appears to be the a great fit for Mac. But yet they would turn around and maybe punt on old number 10. Yeah, and not to go all John Henry on you with the whole narrative of that he was like publicly like, you know, ripping uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the team. Like what did he really do? Let's honest to God, let's think about what he did and what he was criticized for doing. In the middle of a, a middle of a game when uh, the offensive coordinator kept chirping in his ear when a very close during a very close game, what a very important play, he just waved at him and told him to. Sh- I'm just, he didn't even say shut up. He just 
wave to him saying, stop. Like, I, right. I got it. I got it. That is all he did. And then people just jumped on it like crazy because it's Bill, because we already know that there's dysfunction, and Mac already has a history of being Greg McEnroe, right? You know, so, like, he has a short flu- fuse, and he you know, loses his temper, and he's known to have tantrums, right? So all that was paired to it, and that's all he did. I say this all the time. I've said it since the beginning. Under the circumstances, under these circumstances, I've never seen a guy have more composure, more discipline, more willingness to toe the company line based on what he was dealing with. I mean, I can only imagine how many times he had to say to his friends and family, can you believe what they did now? Can you believe what I'm dealing with? I have to act like this guy is smart. I have to act. I have to kind of feed this guy's ego. That is unbelievable. Like for any profession, for any person in, in, in a, you know, in a, in a, in a toxic environment. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? So I don't mean like I don't even believe it. I don't believe any of it. So I'm glad you use imagination because I think it's complete 100% bubble mentality. Well, and I, I think some of it is the boy Bill people under Bill Belichick don't act that way. So then there is that part of it. And the Who? Big, well, no, but but the thing is, is that there's been this. And again, the this is where the Patriot way sort of comes into effect here because. Everybody listening to the sound of our voices right now all over New England and anytime, anywhere on the Odyssey app, you can take us wherever you go. There are, well, the Patriot way is, you know, you do as Bill says and you you fall in line and there's no outward displays of uh, displeasure, right? You don't come out and you don't say things in the locker room that... Uh, turn into, you know, what could be divisive comments, right? It's the whole don't commit crimes against the team. So I think for a lot of fans, there's automatic the, well, if you're going to play for Bill Belichick, this is how you are. And those guys that step out of the lane, those are the ones that get shipped out of town. And the guys that, you know, you got to, like, he's the leader of the team, so he's supposed to do things a certain way. Yet there wasn't a quarterback in the NFL that was put in a worse spot from a coaching standpoint yeah. than Mac. And if you think about it, like what would Aaron Rodgers have done? Oh, right. Pat McAfee would have just a weekly bitch session on his hands. And I would add this under the circumstances. He was your best soldier. He was carrying you know what? all your dirty luggage and that, all your dirty baggage. That's a great he was point. A, he was a Mississippi mule climbing uphill with all your crap and all your delusion. That's what he was. Say what you want about his play, whatever. I thought the guy was unbelievably reserved in, in, in being able to hide his disgust, frustration, Irritation, name it. He willingly it. ate turd sandwiches yeah. after games yeah. to protect a guy yeah. that now looks like even Bill Belichick might yeah. not protect. Oh, yeah. Because we don't know them. what the future of Matt Patricia is. And I think it's crazy just that Bill would hold that against him. He is human. Like, Bill would, hey, everybody does this. No, no, everybody was was just doing the right thing. To protect Patricia, I think because they knew he was a like he was like a scapegoat. They knew eventually he would be blamed for all of it. They knew because they were in meetings mm-hmm. that he was up against it, and this is way over his pay scale, and this is not what he should be doing. But the biggest 
part of Imagination Land, the most important aspect of Imagination oh. Land, Gresh, is is imagination delusion. It's the number one. It's the key ingredient to Imagination Land. Okay. You have to be delusional. You have to be willingly delusional. So that's what I think. A bit okay, because you sit there. So we sit there. Go. Albert Breer says, "Ah, oh, you know, I didn't like the way he acted." Well, would Bill somehow want to just teach Mac Jones a lesson, right? Because listen, nobody talks bad about my friends. I stuck. I I, I put. You know, <laughs> what is it? I think this is the biggest crock of crap I've ever heard. Nobody's getting rid of Mac Jones because of the way he acted. Nobody is. They may get rid of him because they don't think he's he's is good or he can reach that next level. But no, he should re, he should get an award. He should get a medal of freedom. Something. A medal of freedom. <laughs> something. He, he should be. No, he gets the. He uh, he gets like the certificate of completion, yeah. like we do yes. for all these things we have to do for Odyssey. Yeah. Like, what did they give the Mac, cowardly lion at the end of the Wizard of Oz? Mac got his certificate of completion. I've gone yeah. through the worst coaching situation in the NFL for one year, and I survived. Now, since we're in Imagination Land, if they did move on from <laughs> Mac Jones. What would be the number one plan then? Well, if they move on from Mac Jones, then either you commit to doing it all over again or you get uh, a veteran with years uh, left on his contract and you bridge your way that way. All right, that's let me, let me that's re- what other teams do. Let me redirect then, Your Honor. If you were the leader of Imagination Land and trading Mac Jones. Oh, I'm how, the mayor of Imagination Land. You're the mayor Ooh. of Imagination Land. Yes. How would you go about then finding another quarterback if you then moved on from Mac Jones. Well, again, remember, the key ingredient is delusion. delusion. So I would call up Tom Brady, and I would say, you're in no rush to work for Fox. I'm going to pay you exactly what I should have paid you three years ago. Will you come back and be my quarterback for two years? I'm, or I'm finding I'm, – I'm getting right. some guy – well, listen – we're in imagine you're in there with me, I know, so you gotta I know. be delusional. Also, I'll ask you the same question: What would you do, Deputy Mayor? What would um, you do in Imagination Land right I, now? I guess if I were in Imagination Land and I moved on from Mac Jones, I would probably try to trade Jones for either like a a pick swap. So that I can get up to where the Raiders are and maybe have one of those guys fall to me. But in in trying to be unrealistic in imagination land, I guess I would probably turn to a veteran guy like Derek Carr. That's it. And not overpay him and just try to do what McDaniels did. Well, do what McDaniels did towards the end of last year, have a run-heavy first football team, and then just try to have him throw it under 30 times a game. Let's just play this out, okay, until the bubble burst. So, how many teams out there right now, Gresh, do you think would want to hire Mac Jones? He's uh, he's got three years left on his rookie deal. Okay, just finished his two. He's got three years of controllable years. Okay, how many teams do you think would say mm. that's the missing piece? I can fix them. How many teams? I think the Raiders, obviously, because the McDaniel's would be interested. Yeah. Uh, okay. I would uh, if you're Seattle. You need to be interested. Okay. Can, can, you know, that's a team in, in need of so there's someone long-term. Houston, 
I mean, okay. now, this now. Is, this is not, you're back in reality now. What happened? Why'd you leave? Oh, okay. You left. Oh, I'm what are sorry. You doing? Hold you on. Left. The, the Green Come Bay, back in. the Green Bay Packers there will trade Love and yeah. Rodgers to bring yeah. in Mac. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, what you're, what you're, <laughs> so there, there, you gotta be, you gotta be irrational. Oh, when you're no, here, here we go. If I'm in imagination land, the Bills are gonna trade Josh Allen yeah. to then bring in Mac Jones. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but you, but you're on it though. Like, the, the, you know, if we burst the bubble real quick, you're the Jets. Teams. Oh, yeah. It's another think, team that if Mac were available, the Jets should be interested. So I think you have a real valuable asset. Like, you're not Zach Wilson, you're not Trey Lance. I would even mm-hmm. say you're not Justin Fields, the only guy in your draft class. That is shown like have an unbelievable upside, may have a higher upside than originally thought coming out of the draft, would be Trevor Lawrence. The other ones, you have no clue what Justin Fields can do. You don't. He's an athlete. He's a, he runs great. Okay. Shimes on line one. Shimes on line one to tell us all about how the, the quarterbacks of last year were all better than Mac. That's Sorry. fine. Listen, no, but easy, easy pickings. You're picking on the weak kid in class. Right. Of course, of course he was. Like, low-hanging fruit. I mean, everyone's taking a shot at him. It's like he's private pile right now, and everybody's got their, you know, their pillowcase filled with soap, and they're all taking a smack at him. You know, so, here, here's two from the text <laughs> line quickly since we're in imagination land, and actually this is kind of normal. 40, 49ers would love him. Not completely crazy, although it feels like they're going to try to saddle up with uh, Trey Lance once again. And someone said, Mac. The first round pick in next year's first from Lamar Jackson. Now that would be I'm, true imagination I'm, land right yeah. there. And even if you're, even if you're, let's imagination land the San Francisco 49ers real quick before we break, because I can sit there and go, man, I wanted him to begin with. Uh, he's, oh. a, he's 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 better. He's perfect for my offense. We actually, on second thought, uh, we don't think Trey Lance can do it at all. We don't think he can do it at all. So. Listen, we'll take a hit. We'll eat some money. Just take them, and you get what you want out of them. Now, the the reason that won't happen is because now that we're exiting imagination land, imagine being the general manager who had Mac Jones on the board, and you traded three first-round picks for a guy you're never going to play, and then you bring in someone that was in that draft. So yeah, you said, yeah, true. No, I mean, imagine, imagine it, right? Like you can't. I get was a, wrong. You can't get away with that anymore. <laughs> I don't think in uh, the uh, in the NFL. Uh, you're also not going to get away with being awkward via email, John Henry. We'll get to that. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. Gresh and Fourier on W-E-E-I. Oh, John Henry, the gift that keeps on giving. For those of you watching on Twitch, sweet Jesus. And with all the light bouncing in off of the snow outside of the the multi-acre property that uh, Christian Fourier's palatial estate sits on. That's a lot of shoveling you got to do in a little while. No. Uh, But it's uh, it's, kind of like a psychedelic sort of freak out when you're watching Fourier because you got all the light bouncing in off of different angles and stuff like that. It wasn't all snow-covered down there in... uh, you know, unknown Massachusetts. So we don't want to give away where you are. I'm in uh, Foxborough. All right. So if, yeah, uh, well, and, and look, whenever there's, if they say there's going to be an inch of snow, Foxborough gets four. Mm. Whatever it is, tornado's going to wipe out Massachusetts. Some of you will be saved. Foxborough will be destroyed. You know, the worst thing about Foxborough, <laughs> here's the worst, there's a, there's a, the worst thing about Foxborough is and, that if, if the wind blows just slightly above normal, yep. all the power goes out. Oh. And you know, and then all the power grows out. But but guess who keeps their power and uh, and never loses power whatsoever? I would say that would be the uh, Fourier multi-acre no. estate. Oh God, I wish no. Uh, if somebody wants to give me a generator, I will gladly take it. No, it would be Gillette Stadium. Those lights stay on all the oh. time. They never go off. Is that right? So the whole everything around Foxborough, around Gillette Stadium. Will be completely dark. Dunkin' that- Donuts, McDonald's, and but that stadium and those lights and that big board stays on. It never goes off. It's just the emergency lights to make sure that people can see whenever they get in the stadium, right? I, well, they I got to light up for all the construction guys that are working twenty four hours yeah. a day, getting everything done down there. How about that lighthouse? Almost looking done right now. It's looking pretty sweet. I don't know if I, you've seen uh, it lately. It looks pretty sweet. I have not. I can only imagine what it's gonna uh, what it's gonna look like through the summer. Well, we know that John Henry and Tom Warner and the uh, the assembled owners of the Boston Red Sox have pumped a lot into places like Fenway Park to be able to make more money and. You know, they've they've changed things up at Fenway a lot like the Crafts have sort of changed things down around Gillette Stadium. And Jen McCaffrey of The Athletic uh, was able to have, I'll call it an interaction with John Henry. <laughs> now, apparently, this was not the, you know, Jen and the assembled uh, media reporters who cover the Red Sox all the time head down to spring training. And normally there is the... Kind of that uh, ownership press conference. Normally, you see John Henry. I think at the the very beginning, Tom Werner was the one that was out there with Sam Kennedy. Again, Tom Werner once waved at Ray Charles inside Fenway Park. I'll never forget that. But we haven't heard (laughs) from John Henry since the winter weekend foyer. So uh, Jen McCaffrey was able to submit some questions via email, as weird as it sounds, but it is what it is. And... One of the questions in this piece in The Athletic, here's the question. The booing at winter weekend was hard to ignore. 
Did you recognize that level of frustration existed from some in the fan base, and does it motivate you to do anything differently? Here is the answer. There is a false narrative surrounding the club. It really took hold in 2022. There were even false reports of booing at Fenway Park during the Winter Classic. I think those factors and losing Xander to San Diego were the biggest factors. Those are the fans you would believe are the least likely to try to shout us down, but it happened. Did anyone report the standing ovation at the end? And then there's more about these fans support the club with the payroll and the passion and the yada, yada, yada. Uh, And the last line of the second paragraph of the answer is, we have a great experience or we have had a great experience and fans have been great. That's who we work for. Uh, I take it wherever you want because there's a lot to know. unpack. There. I feel like we're back in imagination land. I can't. I guess like you know oh. the delusion. I feel like we're. I feel like we're just carrying this segment over because oh, the owner if, of imagination land. Oh, oh get January February next year. If there's no winter classic, imagination land coming to Fenway. He, isn't he though? I feel like you said I was the mayor. I feel like he's the mayor. Uh, he actually built. He actually built the place. He's a trip, and I'll tell you why. He. There's, there's this. He's just guilty. I just wish he would just commit to talking without a filter. Because I've heard, because I've also heard that the whole, um, hey, nobody's talking about uh, people standing up and cheering at winter weekend thing. I've heard multiple times that he has said that to people regarding how it ended. I don't think he likes the fact that people are focusing in on the booze. And not recognizing it at the end of it, they're also cheering for him. Like so, he's so uh, it's I'm, so he's my like own Ky- words. no, so he's like Kyrie Irving. Then yeah, Kyrie sat there at way. the All Star game and was like, "How come nobody ever asked me any questions about my work ethic?" Yeah, it, it's, it is it is weird. He's just just I just wish that he would commit to just being the owner that is all over the place. That says whatever he wants and doesn't matter. Like, like Steve Cohen j- of the Mets. <laughs> sure, I just I just feel like he he's like so Mike. I wrote this down. Where is whereas I was like, because he's not speaking anymore, right? So he's not doing this. He's like people have to email him questions. He's not sitting at the picnic table anymore. He's not talking about. Remember when he was when he got the Pablo Sandoval body fat con- uh, wrong? Oh, the eighteen like, percent so body yeah, fat or something like, like what? that. Who told you that? Like that to me was the beginning of it for me. So is he hiding right now? Is he doing this via email because the team stinks or because he doesn't trust himself to speak without giving away trade secrets? Oh, I think it is all in his head. I don't think it has anything to do with trade secrets. I think it's the fact that everything this guy has chosen to do over probably what? On the whole, like an eight-year period there is some sort of blowback against him, right? Not many of us probably have a 17% body fat. Right? So there's there's stuff like that, right? There is, I think, a natural nervousness from John Henry whenever he's going to speak to the media because there isn't a realization from him as to how people are going to react to what he says. Look, this is a guy, okay, And in a way, this is going to be a weird thing to bring up here at WEEI. 
But the place that has been in business with the Boston Red Sox for, what, two decades? When John Henry got mad, he didn't come here to voice his frustrations. He went to the competition. That just goes to show you right there a lack of awareness on a level that is, in a way, for you, hard to comprehend because the Red Sox are about the business relationships. Yet, whenever John Henry got so, I'm going to storm the castle, damn it. He got lost on his way to the castle. Like, that's the stuff where it's like, okay, it just lets you know there is a real detachment from the average day rank and file, the people who text us at 37937, those that are in the Twitch chat, those that are allegedly fake booing him uh, at the uh, at the Winter Classic. Like, there's such a det- – every time it feels like this guy has done something, even getting rid of Dombo. Like, even that was like, well, yeah. get rid of the guy who won the World Series. I'm sure in the world of John Henry Fourier, he's got to feel like whatever I do, I'm going to get criticized, so I'm not going to do nothing. No, I, I I do think that, I mean, there's so many different examples, and Dan Shaughnessy actually wrote about this in the Globe, about all the different times where he spoke out of turn. Uh, different examples of when he would look to other people in ownership and say, should I tell the truth? Remember that? Should I tell the truth? I'll tell you, you what know, did it quickly for you, and I know I'm going back a ways. It's okay. But when John Henry once sat at a press conference and said, maybe I'm not the right guy to own this team. Whoa, always me. You, you know what you did? You allowed Red Sox fans to then go there and start to question, maybe he isn't the right guy. Uh-huh. Now, it is four championships, and that's the thing, to be fair, and I think that's what he keeps coming back to because here was the the second question from Jen McCaffrey was about uh, signing Rafi Devers, clearly a high point. Uh, even though the team payroll is still among the top ten in the league, the Red Sox uh, are, are the Red Sox still on the same tier as the Yankees, Padres, Dodgers, Mets when it comes to investment and on-field product Uh, and the expectations for year-in, year-out success. Here was the first line of the answer. If you add the championships together of those four clubs, I'm not sure they would match our total over the last 20 years. Is that a fair answer, or is that pure deflection? Wait, say it again. So uh, Henry was asked, are you still on the same level of the Yankees, the Padres, the Dodgers, and the Mets when it comes to spending and being in? And the response was, if you had the championships together, those four clubs, I'm not sure they'd match ours over the last 20 years. No. And then he went on to say, they all have had down years or periods. We had a disappointing 2022 after a strong 21. I think there's a narrative at work that doesn't match up well with the facts. However, if you're asking if we're now going to move to $300 million payrolls, the answer is no. Okay, so I do think this is interesting because there is some – deflection going on Mm -hmm. it's almost like hey stop worrying about the state of right now uh, and everything going on right now i brought you championships like we went over the tax we went all in like i brought you guys were in a wasteland of mediocrity and losses and terrible like you know image and i brought it back i won i think what has happened here in a way gresh is like so the fans are used to 
like a certain like the the Red Sox big market team. We spend. We don't care what the situation is. We spend. That's the only way to win. They're sitting there going, "Listen, I'm not doing it anymore. Okay, I'm done. I'm done doing the whole like uh, you know, twelve years, three hundred million. I'm not paying guys until their forties. So he basically has taken a fan base, and I would even throw in like the the beat reporters who cover the team, and 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 tried to say, "Listen, don't be conditioned anymore. I I need to recondition you." And they don't want to be reconditioned. He's saying we're going below. We're going to save money. We're no more. No more of this tax penalty. We're not doing it. I'm openly telling you that that is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And because of that, Dombrowski's got to go. I got to bring in a mid-major guy that is used to winning, like in Tampa. Okay, that they can win without spending three hundred plus million dollars. He just that, that. So he's just decided he's not doing it anymore. And in and in so saying that. He gaslights you at the same time. And then he gets his words tripped up. Then he's too honest. Then he's a little condescending. He's all over the place. Yeah. Like, I kind of like the fact that he's completely out of it sometimes. But the problem can't keep is. keeping up with his own lies. Well, but the problem is, is that, and I don't know if I would say keeping up with his own lies as it is. Well, half truce. Well, or he, gaslighting, whatever you want to put it. He knows he's going to say something that people are really going to dissect. And I think that's the part. There is, there's no one there who will be able to reprogram John Henry. It's just the way it is. You know, it's like Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft, to me, has been, in, in a lot of ways, the same guy who was standing there in the, you know, 96 AFC championship game saying this one's for Sam Gash versus the guy now in terms of the way he positions himself publicly, the way he talks <laughs> about the team, the uh-huh. way he talks about things, there is, for good or bad, because there are a lot of people, I'm sure, at pick at Mr. Kraft as well, but there is that level of consistency. Whereas with John Henry, the only thing that feels consistent is that he is scared to say anything publicly because it's going to get picked apart and he doesn't know his way around it. Yeah, so... um I know, but there's so many aspects of this. It's it really is amazing. He just flat out says, "I'm not talking anymore." He just doesn't want to deal with it, you know. And so he's he gets stuck on people are booing me. There's a narrative going around. The narrative is that you finish last twice in three years. Mm-hmm. That's the reality. You're a big market team. You're bridging. You're doing this. You're like it, it's like everything you're you're saying. Like look at the team. All the stars have, are gone. All the guys that you drafted and developed that helped you, they're all gone. What was the comment he made the other day? Like, what would you do different with uh, Xander Bogarts? And he kind of kind of. Oh, it was in this. He said we were off for 12 years. 12 years. But wait a minute. But you said you're out of But you said you're out of that game, though. Like, that's being a He was being condescending, wasn't he? It was well, like totally kind being of. passive aggressively condescending. But like, it was Yeah, maybe I had him fifteen years and he'll stay. Yeah, like that's and again, that's the you know, do you, I think that's the other part of this too. Like what is the philosophy? Because it's been so wildly different in between championships. Although they did announce that uh ticket sales are up four and a half percent. So that's a good so that sales are up. Ticket ticket sales oh. are up. Uh, you want to read through that? For, well, um, why, don't you, why, don't you, why don't you read through that? Okay. Uh, uh, here's here's my interpretation of it quickly because I do want to get to something that Steve oh, Cohen okay. said. But you had a pandemic year. 
Then when you came into last year, you were still dealing with COVID and things like that. Limited capacity. Lim- yeah. So, yeah, ticket sales should be up. Of course. Because, yeah, so I don't think that's – I don't think that's anything to be waving a flag over. Now, how about this from Steve Cohen, Foyer? So Steve Cohen is the owner of the Mets, and even Cohen has said, yeah, you know what, like I'm spending money. However, we do want to get to the point to where we want to build the farm system. But this is a guy who is new owner of the Mets. He is making the splash. He is proving to Mets fans that the guy wants to be in it. How about this quote from Steve Cohen yesterday? When I do something, I don't do it halfway. Mm. When I'm in, I'm all in. I don't accept mediocrity well, so I have to set high expectations. And if it requires me to invest in this club, then I'm going to do it. Good Lord Almighty. I tell you what. If so, you're a Met fan, <laughs> you're you don't it. need a blue pill today because that'll do it for you. So um, so last year, the, the, the top five highest uh, MLB payrolls were the Dodgers, mm-hmm. uh, the Yankees, the Phillies, Padres, and then uh, the Red Sox. And then I don't even see where the heck the Mets are on this list. But if you go to 2023, they're easily number one. Oh, they're up there. Yeah. They're, this, they're easily number one. Steve Cohen um, went in because he is investing to let fans know so this is what I want to be all about. But he also did throw out there, I might try to get there a little differently in the future, but I'm telling every Met fan, this is what I want out of this organization. And so, they're all behind this guy. So if the if the trend is you know, the guys with the money need to spend the money, especially if you're in a big market. I understand you're not in Kansas City. They're never going to be able to manage that. Um, you're not in Oakland. You're not, that's not going to ever work there. They spend money. So it's, it has nothing to do with the fact that they don't spend a lot of money because they're always in the top ten, most of the time in the top five. And I would say recently there's been some teams like the Mets, like the Padres, like the Yankees um, that have said, you know what, we're just going to keep doing it until we get it right. But the Red Sox are always there. Either they're right in the middle of it or they're right on the fringe. So it, it has nothing to do with the fact that they don't spend the money, Gresh, right? So, so it's got to be. What is it? So I got the hard numbers here from last year. By the way, the Mets are number two according to uh, boardroom. Right now? 23? Yeah, no, no, no. Last year. Okay. So 10 highest payrolls of 2022. Dodgers were at 266. The Mets at 261, the Yankees at 251, the Phillies at 242, the Padres at 220, and then came the Red Sox in six to 207. So to your point, Fourier, they spend, I think it is the, are you spending and winning or are you spending to spend to be able to say to fans, look, we're sixth in baseball or we were last year, we're spending money. It's just, I mean, and again, it's a tough look. I think, unfortunately, for Red Sox fans, we've all accepted that John Henry's a little peculiar, and we're not going to get the hellfire and brimstone sort of quotes that we want, and we're also not going to see this guy very often. No, you won't see him again. And it's going to get used against him. Just ask Jeremy Jacobs what that is all about, even though those two guys shouldn't be mentioned in the same sentence as owners. Because to me, Henry has been much better. But out of sight, out of mind, people are going to uh, sort of nail you there if they don't see you around. Speaking of nailed it, by the way, how about a parlay hit over the weekend? We gave you a uh, three-team uh, winner on 10 bucks that won you $63. 
Today, a four-leg lunchtime parlay. Next. W-E-E-I. Love E-I, man. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. <laughs> New England Sports Original. Gresh and Fourier. On W-E-E-I. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. You like winners? We gave you winners on Friday. Three winners. You package them all up. You won about 63 bucks for your wow. $10. How about that, Foyer? You know the missing link for that? You know what? Uh, uh, you? Me? Yes. Yeah. I stayed out of it, and I let you guys do your thing. I guess I'm bad luck. Uh, Well, you did. Uh, like you, you nailed one pick, and then you're like, oh, I'm on the train. I'm in. Yeah. And then a yeah. lot like your uh, Friday music <laughs> selections, you got out pretty quick. I couldn't. I couldn't stay focused on it. Ah, it was uh, so. It was like a uh, Halloween costume contest. No, don't bring that up the way. Again. Don't uh, listen. Just let. Will you please let that go for once and for all? You told me yesterday. You had a tendency to, or let, no, to you, drag you, things along. You, you told me on Friday. Let go the fact that you signed up to me, and then Terp's mom had to do it. Yeah, she did now. Good job. Now I go back to your. Oh, my back was hurting me. That's why I couldn't put on a Spider-Man costume. That is true for though. Halloween. <laughs> All true. right. Well, we got a four-leg lunchtime parlay for you today, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, by the way, I got to go first because I got to calculate the odds. I forgot to do it during the uh, – I forgot to do it there during the uh, commercial break, but we'll get that done. I'm going to lead the way. Um, one of the biggest trends in college basketball this year has been unranked home favorites – against road-ranked underdogs, right? So non-ranked home favorites against ranked underdogs has come in at like 67 or 68% this year. We have another one of those tonight where Miami of Florida is going to Virginia Tech. It's Virginia Tech minus two. However, I'm going to take the minus two out of it. Give me Virginia Tech. Minus 135 on the money line tonight against Miami of Florida in the world of college basketball. Uh, Billy Lanny, what do you have, friend? All right, going to the NHL. Capitals uh, uh, welcoming the Red Wings tonight. So the Capitals got a four-game losing streak. Give me the Capitals on the money line to beat the Red Wings tonight. Snapping their losing streak against the Detroit Red Wings. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Chicken Nick. In today for Turp, Chicken Nick, what do you have? I am also staying in hockey, and I'm going with the home dog in the Buffalo Sabres against the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. The Leafs just lost to the Blackhawks a couple nights ago, and they're terrible. And so and the uh, Sabres are on a two-game winning streak. I'm going to ride with the Sabres tonight. All right, there we go. Uh, Foyer, you you have a pick in there, friend. I see that. I see that. And... uh, we're going to take uh, go to the Big 12, go some uh, college of basketball hoops, and we're going to go uh, Baylor or take the money line, minus 120 uh, at Kansas State and the little, the little Apple in Manhattan, Kansas. There you go. Uh, and Kansas State is interesting. They've had some injuries that have uh, they've had some injuries that have altered their season a little bit. And I know that for uh, some think they're getting uh, that they're getting healthy, but I'm with you. I like uh, Baylor there. So. Virginia Tech on the money line against Miami of Florida in college basketball. Baylor on the money line against Kansas State. The uh, Capitals on the money line. The Sabres on the money line. Ladies and gentlemen, for $10, the lunchtime parlay today could bring home to you 
$111.44. A multiple of 11 on your money with $1.44 left over. And then if you go to the right place, you can get yourself a giant cup of coffee. There is the uh, Gresh and Foyer lunchtime parlay. We will get that out on Twitter. Gresh Foyer, W-E-E-I on Twitter. Gresh and Foyer on Instagram. Now, normally every Tuesday at noon, we would have our friend Tom Curran. Tommy is flying today, so we're going to talk to him at 1 o'clock. And we knock on wood at uh, 1.20 p.m., Kendrick Perkins who uh, Perk has a uh, a book yeah. out as a yeah. so he he wanted to join the author club like me for you is really what yeah. it is. Uh, the, I'm actually reading some of it actually. The uh, the education of uh, Kendrick Perkins and I know yeah. that uh, he's got a little event going on tonight. So uh, we will talk everything basketball, including his book and life as well with uh, Kendrick Perkins. That is coming up at uh, one twenty. So a very big and busy one o'clock hour. Also want to mention. That uh, let me see here. What two weeks from today? I do believe correct. Foyer, it is the shots for a cure. That's right at the uh, hour back center. Have you been uh, hucking up threes yet? I have. I have. I practiced this weekend. Um, I saw Mego took her ball, went outside to some outside courts, and she started practicing. And then after after watching the All Star game, I've, I've I've developed my philosophy of strictly one spot. On the court, three-point shots, that's it. That's it. You can look at uh, the way Jason Tatum, his philosophy toward the three-point contest, and like Dame Lillard and some of these other guys, like how they how they use their like uh, the, their the rack ball. of money balls and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, the bonus balls. Yeah, I think the key is in order to be real efficient and to maximize your time, one spot the whole time. That's it. Like that is your shot. You want to, you said you can shoot free throws all day long. I can. How many free throws do you think you can make in a minute? Mm. Quickly, right? Because you can't sit there and do the three times dribble. Okay, rub the ball, deep breath, and then shoot. Like that's taking too much. If time. If they were right there, oh, I know I could knock down ten probably. Like so, basically, that's like what is it? Pop a shot. The sh- the thing that we have. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Right yeah there. It's be- basically that, right? I mean, if I have a if I have a rack of balls and these free throws worth five hundred bucks. In a minute, clang. <laughs> <laughs> Not even. Well, done, now, I'm Nick. going three. I'm going three pointers. I think I'm going. I think I'm going to go corner three, right side corner three. That's what. That's what I think I'm. That's doing. where you're going. I think. Now remember, this isn't high school three pointers. This isn't grammar school. This isn't even college where they've actually moved the three point line back a little bit. Like last year, the line was up. Uh, like high school, now they've actually moved it back a little bit. When you get to the pro-style three-pointer, you realize, one, especially if you're in the corner, there's, like, no space to shoot. Like, I'm amazed those guys don't go out of bounds more. And it's a lot farther than you think. It's, like, it's a lot farther. But I'm a corner three guy. I'm going to stick with that. We uh, When we put in our uh, little half court, we put the pro. Everything in there is pro you did. size. Oh, yeah. yeah. Really? Yep. Oh, I feel like I need to get another line then. I don't. I don't have this big giant court like you do. I mean, mine's like a I don't, miniature I, half court. I, I have. I don't even have a half court. In fact, in the corners, it stopped because there wasn't yeah, enough space. Me. Yeah. So yeah. I'd have to slide off the court a little bit to be able to knock yeah. down the uh, the the corner jumpers. So but, for me, you can only shoot corner threes on one side. And I haven't. It's like and it's downhill. I haven't started so like practicing down- yet. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> 
That, that's a weird one. Nobody came in and like graded the land for well, you before I mean, you put in the corridor. They did, but I wanted to make sure that like, the water wasn't any puddles. So I said, give me a slight decline, and the guy went a little crazy. <sighs> it's like it's like I do my uh, uphill running on the basketball court. It's oh, so my drastic. God. <laughs> yeah, Man, that ain't good. Home court. like yeah, I know, because when I go from my court to like a normal court. Yeah, then you're like, flat, what am I doing? Yeah, like Everything is going – it's like going – uh, it's all going over the damn rim. I'll tell you what. When I'm in uh, Vegas next uh, weekend, that's right. You can you can go over and shoot on my nice graded flat court. All right. Yeah, no one's gonna watch. call the cops, huh? No one's gonna call the cops. No, no. You'll have to deal with my neighbor and the chickens. You'll be out of there in about ten minutes. There's a mixed race uh, young older man shooting basketballs. <laughs> <laughs> he's not quite white. He isn't black either. I'm not. He's not Hispanic. I can't really tell what he is, but he doesn't belong in our neighborhood. Just wear a jersey. There, there you go. Or, <laughs> or grab a bag <laughs> or something. Leave it there outside the uh, fence. I'm so confused. We uh, we head to the. Uh, my neighbor might bring you cookies. My other neighbor, right. Sherry. Okay, and then the. The other Let's neighbors have different kinds of stuff Hello. as well. So there we go. Yeah, she's a 74-year-old woman. She'll oh, be really happy to hear that, that you're it. oogling her. Yeah. That'll Pumble go over well. Liquor. Yeah. Oh, now that is. Throw the flag on that one. Jason Tatum is the all-star game MVP. <laughs> the Bruins with a win. And uh, Fourier thinks President's Day weekend should stand for something in the world of sports. We'll get to that next. <laughs> We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.